This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendorvis, the Old Trailblazer, riding out on old Dan at this time, blazing the path to the hearts of sinners. This is Pastor Pendorvis. I'm glad to be with you at this time. Been here a long, long time with you, some of you folk. And uh, you know I'm the pastor here. been the pastor here. The Lord let, gave me this grace to be here after Pastor Shelton and Brother Gail. But we bring into this study on demon possession and spirits and all of those things. And uh, let me let's get back to our study this morning. Come on, Dan, let's go. Let's get on get, getting down the road somewhere. But listen, we're looking at... Uh, Let's notice other, another fact about the power of demons. That word we were looking at in our last study, over the human body. That is, when once they get control of an individual, they can come and go at will. We may have mentioned this in our last study, but let's go back over it. They make their abode in the body of those individuals, and the individual is so under their control so mastered by their influence that they can come and go whenever they please. Now, I know some folks will foo-foo those things, but I know, my friend, I've seen it. I know about it, and I also know what the Scripture said. This, this truth is set forth in Luke 24, 11, 24. We read that last time. Let's go back and read it again. When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man... He walketh through dry places seeking rest, and finding none, he saith, I will return to my house whence I came out. And when he cometh, he findeth it swept and garnished. Then goeth he and taketh to himself seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter in and dwell there, and the last state of that man is worse than the first. Usually, demons take possession of individuals for the purpose of physical, uh, sensual gratification. And that is the reason now, listen now, and that is the reason most of the demons are spoken of as an unclean spirit. This may answer why judgment fell upon those individuals and destroyed their bodies. It was because of their uncleanliness or filthiness or sensual gratification. This accounts to the, for the desire of the victim to live in a state of nudity. You and I have never lived in a day when there was such crave on the part of both men and women to undress their bodies and appear in public places in a state of nudity, these so-called parades that they have, especially in New Orleans. And uh, they don't have to go to the beaches or the bathing bathing resorts now they find find the, uh, folks living in a state of nudity on the street in the place of businesses at home anywhere you turn not only our young people but both fathers and mothers there is nothing more or less than a great wave of demon possession and that has taken hold on the mass of humanity both in and out of the church. Our clothes are our shame. I know that. Man in, his, in the Garden of Eden was clothed with the glory of God. When man sinned, the glory of God departed and left him naked. They tried to cover themselves their bodies, but Jehovah Jesus made them cloaks of skin. 
make a study on that one day on the slew those animals and and folks are depict them in the in the in the papers or in the comic strips is hanging hanging old skin around it. No, no, our Lord didn't do that. He made, I believe, the most beautiful clothes that we could have ever seen if we'd have got to see him. All immodest dressing is the influence of demon possession. Listen now. The world has always lived like this, more or less, but today it reaches into our churches. I've never seen or witnessed such such immodest dressing among our church members uh, as we find today. I'll tell you this little occasion. It wasn't nudity, but it was terrible. You know, we always dress for church. You know that. And uh, I went to a funeral for a lady that I knew for a long time. I didn't conduct a funeral. I just went to be a show of respect. And it was a big country church out there in the country. And all of the women, 99% of the women, had on blue jeans and flip-flops. Now, my friend, you talk about being embarrassed. I was embarrassed. I had on a suit and a tie. But those folks, you know, I, I know they were country people, and I know they were, some of them were farmers and all those things. But, my friend, you could put on a pair of shoes and a dress instead of going to a funeral in blue jeans, tight, tight, tight blue jeans, and a cowboy-looking shirt and flip-flops. Oh, at least they didn't have on cowboy boots, my friend. No, sir. No, sir. Now, uh, let's, let's, let's keep on. Let me call your uh, attention to something else. Demon possession accounts for the craze of dancing among our church folks. Social dancing has always been among the, uh, among the world, but many churches today are turning their churches into dancing and others evil. Young people of the church today don't think they have, can have a good time unless they give a dance. Any individual, preacher, or pastor, or otherwise, who stands up and says, I don't see anything wrong with dancing, is spiritually blinded and doesn't know what he's talking about, and undoubtedly probably not saved. Listen now, if his preaching was a spirit indicted and his young people brought under Holy Spirit conviction for salvation, the first thing they would give up would be their dancing in connection with their immodest dressing. Our only hope today is a spiritual awakening. My friend, are you ever can you can you can you join me in asking for a, the Lord to give us a spiritual awakening? I I read after the old Puritan divines back there in England and Scotland and Ireland in the years gone by. My friend, they didn't they didn't live like we live today. If they if they if they were church members, they were modest in their apparel and modest in their preaching, and 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 they they, they preached the truth, my friend. That's why we call our broadcast here, early broadcast, the voice of truth. The voice of truth, my friend. We, we, don't, we, don't, we don't bring error here. We refute error on this broadcast and others. We, we call out, call your attention to error, like the error of trusting Jesus. Give your heart to Jesus. Well, Jesus don't want your heart. He give you a new heart. No, my friend. Walk in the aisle and shake it in the preacher's hand. That's error. If you call that salvation, no, that's not that's not salvation. 
No, my, my friend, I hear radio preachers, they say, pray this prayer and you'll be saved. And it says, uh, oh, God, I'm sorry I sinned. Amen. Now you saved, my friend. You saved. I told you about the man I heard one Sunday night coming home from New Orleans before we moved down there. And uh, this man, was I'd heard him too from the time. He was an Army uh, military man. He told some good military stories, yeah, heroism, and stories people were brave and all those things, and I loved it. So this one particular night, uh, we were coming home, my wife and I, and he said, got through with his message, and he had you to pray this little prayer. And he said, now you save, now you uh, write me. Send, send me, a, don't send me no postcard. And send me a letter. Write me a letter, and I'll send you some helpful literature. And we got was going down the highway, coming home. And my wife was about half asleep. She said, "Dad, what does he mean by don't send me a postcard?" I said, "Well, darling, you can't send money in a postcard. That was the only reason he didn't want no postcard. You can't send money in a postcard. But anyhow, that's another story for another time. Listen, our only hope today is a spiritual awakening." Would you join me in praying for a spiritual awakening? We have a prayer group here. We meet every Saturday afternoon. And one of the, the gist of our prayer is, Lord, send us a spiritual awakening to awaken our families, our children, our daughters, our son, our grandchildren, great-grandchildren. Listen, young people are, are uh, listen, young people, preachers and otherwise, can't stand in the, in the presence of the Lord of heaven manifested in in this old time spirit, convict Holy Spirit conviction, and say there's no harm in dancing. No, you sure can't, my friend. But listen, we're going on down the road. Let's go a little bit further this morning before we have to go off. This wave of demon possession also accounts for the craze of picture shows. A person today out of Christ, no matter what position he occupies in the church, official or otherwise, thinks he must go to the picture show uh, on one, one, maybe two nights a week. The average preacher today sees no harm in picture shows. I spoke to a friend of mine as a pastor here not long ago in a drugstore, and he said he just retired. He, he said, Pastor Pendarvis, you know I retired. He'd been here for several years. I said, well, no, brother, I didn't know. I, I, uh, where, where, I, where I preach, we don't, we don't retire. We may rust out, may burn out, but we don't never rust out. Oh, my friend, but he he thought I was crazy to to, to deny him the vac. He was 65 years old, and I told him how old I was. A lot older than that, I was still going strong. But listen, the average preacher today sees no harm in the picture show. The picture show as it is today is enemy number one to our church life. Let me state again, the world has always lived like that. Let the world have that. If that's what they want, I tell our folks here. Is that what you want, the world? You you can't give up the world and it's all it holds, my friend? I tell them, go ahead. Go ahead, because that's all you'll ever have. If you never come to Christ, you never turn to the Lord, that's all you'll ever have. And uh, then you'll wind up in eternity lost. Oh, my friend. Lost, lost, lost. You ever think about eternity? What does eternity mean? Eternity, there's no beginning or no end to eternity. What does that place look like? 
Well, the Bible describes it as a place where the worm dies not and the fire is not quenched. My friend, is that where you want to go? You want to be separated from everything that's good and righteous and go to hell for your trouble? My friend, this world, there's nothing in this world worth going to hell over. Oh, I can tell you right now that there's nothing in this world worth going to hell over. No pleasure or nothing. No, sir. And all of these people now perverted, per, pervert, perverts with the, all the homosexual and those things. My friend, they have one destination. That's eternity lost. Lost, lost, lost. Oh, my friend, this is the old Trailblazer broadcast. Pastor Albert Pendorvis, would you, would you folks help me with the broadcast just a little bit? Call me, write me, and I'll give you my phone number in a moment. But uh, I'd love to hear from you. Are, are, am I making any sense to you? Are, am I helping you at all, my friend? I have. I get many, many letters and phone calls from people who say, Go ahead, Trailblazer. Don't let up. Don't listen to the world. Don't listen to them hypocrites. Don't listen to them. And they just want to tear you down. That's all they do. That's what they did our Lord, isn't it? <laughs> they never saw any good in him. And... Uh, but I'm going to be here from now for a long, well, a long time if the Lord lets me live. And uh, bringing you these messages, get through with these, I'll start on something else, my friend. But we have many, many Trailblazer broadcasts that we can send, send you on thumb drive if you'd like. If you write me a call, Brother Glenn, and he'll take care of that. And uh, remember my mailing address, the old Trailblazer, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And then my phone number here is uh, 225-664-8658. And uh, I'm here every day, uh, even on Saturday. I come in here on Saturday and get ready for Sunday. And they call me on Saturday morning. I'll be here. And Miss Richelle and myself. But until next time, may the Lord's richest blessing rest upon you. Goodbye. Pastor Pendarvis thanks listeners who emailed, called, and wrote him recently with encouragement to continue airing this broadcast. If you have not done so, take a moment to let Pastor Pendarvis know you appreciate this ministry. Email pastor at radiomissions.org or call 225-664-8658. That's pastor at radiomissions.org or call 225-664-8658. 